Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Well, hey there, everybody. Hello again. Welcome to this episode of The Burt Not Ernie Show. Um, I'm really excited to be here with all of you today. You know, I have this optimism that is rooted in God's word, that's rooted in his promises to us. You know, sometimes we can be really optimistic, oh, you know, based on, uh, we got good news, a good report from the doctor. You can be optimistic just because you're super caffeinated at any given moment of, you know, about nine o'clock in the morning, maybe that caffeine kicks in. Uh, You know, you had like, it just was, you closed the big deal. I got a raise. That's those things are legit optimism, but I have an optimism that's rooted in God's word. And it is a growing optimism in spite of what seems like dark days in our world, in spite of what's going on um, in my friends' lives, in my family's lives, in um, you know the greater world. When you watch the news, when you have an optimism that is anchored to God's word and his promises, it grows even when people looking on and watching who don't know the Lord might be like, how can your optimism increase? Are you like an ostrich? Is your head in the sand? Oh, no, 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 no. My mind is in the word of God. I'm thinking on the things that he wants me to think on. I'm not an ostrich. I'm not in denial. I'm not playing patty cake, um, you know, and pretending like there aren't actual real world issues. I have optimism because God knew all of this from the beginning of time, and he has made promises, and they cannot be altered. God is good, and so I am optimistic. And he has not abdicated his throne. I've said that before. It's probably one of my favorite things to ponder. Uh, No matter what I'm up against, God has not abdicated his throne. He rules over all. He reigns above it all. That is not going to change. He hasn't lost even the teeny tiniest iota of his power of his prominence, of his total preeminence in all things. Yeah, it's got me pretty excited today, and I hope it gets you excited too. So we're going to we're gonna jump in. We're going to get started discussing some things of, um, you know, just a few things that our good, good God has promised to us. Uh, and this is episode 81. Episode 81 is sponsored by the soon-to-launch YouTube channel, God's Promises for You with Jan Elbert. Okay, the book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews is a game changer for anybody who reads it and actually applies it, appropriates it, just simply believes what is written there. Do you believe what's written in the book of Hebrews? I hope so, because if you do, uh, it's going to change your life. It is a life changing book. It's a game changer. We're going to look at Hebrews 10 verses 19 and 20 from the New Living Translation today. Um... Yeah, we're just going to stick with the New Living. I was going to add the Amplified, but I'm thinking, you know, let's just do, let's just do the the New Living, I think, is going to cover what we want covered today. Okay, so 
Um, here's what it says. And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. Hebrews 10, 19 and 20, New Living Translation. When was the last time that you pondered the incredible direct access that you have, you yourself have to God? I mean, like really thought about that fact. You know, it's the absolute truth for all Christ followers, for all Christians, for disciples of the Lord Jesus. That is the truth. It's our absolute truth. It's something that the Hebrews, you know, the Hebrew people from the Old Testament, the descendants of Abraham, they they probably would have just staggered to believe that you can just enter into the most holy place. Think about their holy of holies. Um, I'll talk about that a little bit more in a second, but think about like entering the most holy place and just going right in. Wow. This is amazing. And it doesn't only just say that we can enter because you would think you'd be like, let me, let me just peek in and let me, okay, I'm going to tiptoe in and I'm going to kind of stay off to the side and, um, uh, only stay not too long, not overstay my welcome. And I'm going to, I'm going to step back out and, mm, Yeah, if he ever invites me back again, of course I'll go. Yeah, of course. Uh, No, no, it says boldly enter. We can boldly enter. Now notice that word can, that also means you can't. You can choose, you can decide. It's, It's the way is made through Jesus and his blood. It's made. The way is made wide open. The doors are thrown open. The veil was torn. You can go right in. And um, you can also not go right in. You know what I mean? Okay, you know what I'm getting at? You ever have times like that where you're not really going right in? And it's not, the Hebrews would have just been like, whoa, this would really literally have staggered them to believe this. It is incredible what we have been gifted with. So when was the last time you really truly thought about that? Today, that's what we're going to do. Okay, so dear brothers and sisters, that is how these, uh, verse 19 begins, dear brothers and sisters. I love that. We are dear to the Lord and we ought to be dear to one another too. You know what I mean? We're dear to the Lord. We ought to be dear to one another. When someone uses the word dear to address another someone, somebody calls somebody else dear, it's indicative of devotion, of real genuine love and heartfelt concern for the other person. Um, You know, so often in our conversations, we're only focusing on our concern for me, myself, and I, you know, we're listening, but we're listening so that we can respond, um, or we're not really listening well at all, or we're doing the scroll in the middle of the conversation, and we're just checking the Instagram or, um, you know, but we're not, but think about this, dear brothers and sisters, uh, it's going to be, if you have that kind of an attitude and a mentality consciously thinking about this person as they are dear, they are precious, have genuine love for them and heartfelt concern, you're probably going to have a conversation where you're really listening and encouraging and not just listening so that you can respond with what you want to say. You're going to be thinking more about them and what they are saying than yourself and what you want to say next. Uh, do um, Do we think enough? Do we say enough? Do we pray enough? for the fullness of every blessing that God has given to us through the blood of Jesus. Okay, so, and so, dear brothers and sisters, I'm talking to you today, my friend, you are the dear one. And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly, 
boldly with boldness enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. This is a tremendous verse. So I'm going to go back to the point I just made a second ago. Do you and I, do we think enough? Do we say enough, like out loud? Do we pray enough for the fullness of every single blessing that God has given to us? And the blessings only come to us through Jesus in his blood. Do we say, Lord, make those 100% true in my life? Every blessing, fill me up with it. Make it 100% true in my life. Everything Jesus died to obtain and procure and secure for me, make it true. Make it true of me 100%. Do we do, we do that? If I'm honest, not as often as I should. Uh, if we pray more, if we, okay, if we would pray more while standing firmly on the power of the blood of Jesus, what mountains would move? I'm going to say that again. If we were to just pray more, and I'm not talking about necessarily adding more prayer time to your prayer time. I'm talking about if we would pray when we pray. Say you've already got your prayer time. This is when you pray every day. Um, during that time, if you would pray more boldly, like you're just standing firmly on the power of the blood of Jesus, what mountains would move? What mountains would move? Jesus said it would be so. Man, let's cash that check. Let's take it to the bank and cash it and get the promises fulfilled. The appeal here is that we would know that we are in the beloved. You may have heard that term before. You're in the beloved. I mean, that's you can't be any more in than you are in. You cannot be any more loved than you are loved. You are already in the beloved. The greatest love from, from the God who is love is yours and you're in it. You're swimming in it. You're immersed in it. You need to know that you are in the beloved and you can't be taken out of it. You might not feel like you're always in it. You might try to kind of extract yourself from it, but you can't get away from God's love. Even if you don't know Jesus, you are not a Christian. You have never received him as your Lord and Savior. I'm not talking about your family or church. We go to church on Easter and Christmas. I'm talking about you personally walking with Jesus moment by moment, day by day. You are still so loved by God. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. You are so loved. We are dear to our father. We are close to his heart because he loves us so much. I need you to understand you are in the beloved. And if you're in Christ, you have access to these promises and blessings. If you don't know Christ, today's a great day to meet Jesus. Today's a perfect day to meet Jesus, this very moment. And you can have access to every promise and every blessing. They don't come in steps and degrees and there's no ladder to climb and no protocol to follow. No, they are all yours once you're in Christ. So if you know the Lord, that's, this is all for you. You you need to boldly enter the most holy place. And I say need to because you have needs to meet. God doesn't have any needs to meet. He is the one who will meet all of your needs. But you, So you need to take your needs to the one who is the need meter. You need to enter the most holy place boldly. Now think about the Old Testament. The uh, tabernacle or, you know, that was the tent that they would set up and tear down. And then, and then later Solomon built the temple. Um, so it was a permanent structure, but they both had the Holy of Holies kind of in the center, the heart of it all, where the high priest would enter just one time a year. The high priest could go in there one time a year with a rope tied around him to pull him out in case he died in the presence of the Lord. Uh, that is where we are told to boldly enter. The high priest never entered boldly. It was with humility. It was with um, a healthy fear of the Lord, a trepidation, 
and uh, a rope tied around him to drag him out. Because if you die in there, nobody's coming in to get you because nobody's going in there. And you could only go in once a year. Incredible. Do you see why the Hebrews would have been like staggering at this concept? What? You can do what? You can boldly go in there. Yep. That's what Hebrews 10, 19, and 20 tells us and other places in, um, in the word of God. Look, boldly, you got to get your mind wrapped around this. You are told in God's word that you can boldly enter with no restrictions, no limits. It's not, there's no like, oh, this is your time limit. Time's up. Or mm, you, you came yesterday. You can't come again today. There are no limits on how often you can enter the most holy place. We can enter because of the blood of Jesus. You know, there's that hymn that says As there is power in the blood. Oh man, is that spot on correct or what? Yes, it is. There is power in the blood. How much power in the blood? Well, I'll tell you how much. So much that you and I can at any moment in time boldly enter the most holy place, the place where for hundreds of years, for centuries, literally you could not go in, just we would never be able to go in. Only the high priest and only once a year. Yeah, there's power in the blood. You better believe it. So you, you, I think you're you're picking up what I'm laying down here. We are not fully accessing all that God has for us. And we need to start. Now is the time. Now is the time. If you want to have optimism, you need to get in God's word and you need to believe it. So let's start with this today and let's get optimistic about um, how can we pray and, and see some mountains moving. Oh, let's believe this first so that we can pray and see some mountains moving. Because um, I stand on this. I stand on the rock. I stand on the blood of Jesus. I stand on what he secured for me. I stand on God's promises, not on my own merit. And there's great relief in that. All the pressure's off. You know what I mean? Okay, so let me read that first sentence to you once more. And I'm kind of going to challenge you right now to really think on this as I read. Here's what I want you to think about. What does this verse mean for you today? Make it personal. Pretty, pretty please make it personal. Okay, here we go. And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. You can enter, my friend. You can. But that word can, it, it, you know, it reveals that it's up to us. It's up to me. It's up to you. I can't make you. God will not make you. But if you can do something, you also cannot do that thing. So here's my question. Will you? Will you boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus? Will you, my dear brothers and sisters, today, will you boldly enter the most holy place? Please don't wait until tomorrow. Do it today where the powerful blood of Jesus gains you entrance. Okay. Second verse, Hebrews 10, 20 NLT by his death. Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. Opened. Jesus opened the way for you. The way. The way to something new. As in, um, gosh, you know, as in like before the death and resurrection of Jesus, this was not possible. That's why this is something, this is a new thing. And when God does a new thing, man, we need to sit up and pay attention. He's telling us that he opened the way for you to have a new thing that just was, it's so, it's such a big deal. This was never going to be outside of this one means of making it happen. This is incredible. The way to something life-giving. Jesus opened the way to something very life-giving for you. If you have access to something, say I could say to you, if you just 
walk into this room, you can have the, um, the preventative for cancer and heart disease and diabetes and uh, COVID and so on, et cetera, et cetera, you know, to no end if you just come in here. It's not going to cost you anything. It's all paid for, but you got to come in here. You know, that's, that would be like, ooh, that's life-giving. That's incredible. Wow. You know, think about what we're being offered here. The way to something truly life-giving for this life and your eternal life, which is eternal. Hello, it's never going to end. It's going to go on forever. This is profound. Most people, most people really do like being part of something new, you know, trying something new. Most people do. Some people will like stay off on the sides a little bit and watch up from the outskirts to see how this plays out first, but they still are curious about the new thing. So most people kind of, you know, a new thing, you get a new phone. It's pretty like, oh, this is awesome. Get a new car. Talk about the new car smell, you know, new puppy, you know, their little round belly and all the, yeah, I mean, new things are, are pretty cool. So if the new thing is a really good thing, oh man, who doesn't love that? So this is beyond that. This is not just a good thing. This is the ultimate good thing. It is the good news. And so we should get excited about it. And our excitement should be rooted in like eternal optimism. Our optimism should never fade. I'm not saying you can't have a bad day. I'm saying your long range view of things should not change. God said it. That's how it is. Period. That should not, that's not budgeable. You know, like it ain't going to budge. You can't budget. How many things do you know of that are actually really, truly life-giving? I don't know very many. You know, I mean, like they come with an ironclad guarantee that they will meet that promise of being life-giving. I don't know many. Not talking about hoped for, wished for, wouldn't that be great? I'm talking about this is a promise. It's a covenant that our God has made with his children. Yeah, let's get optimistic. Okay, I'm getting excited. I'm getting excited about God's word today. Thank you for bearing with me in my excitement. Look, if you are not entering the most holy place by the blood of Jesus and praying right there in God's throne room, before his throne of grace and experiencing all that he wants to give you. I mean, his word says it's life-giving. So if it's anything less than that, that you're walking away from your prayer time with, man, I gotta, I gotta just encourage you. God has much, much more for you. He does. So like so much more above and beyond more. If God almighty says that something is life-giving, then bet you by golly, wow, that is what he intends for it to be. And if that's not what I'm experiencing, if it's not what you're experiencing, then the devil is ripping us off in our prayer time. You know, get thee behind me, Satan. Uh-uh, not today, Satan, not any day, period. You, you know, and sometimes it comes down to, I may have not fully taken advantage of this amazing promise, perhaps, you know, maybe I'm praying down a checklist and I'm not really just really honed in and saying, where am I as I pray? Have I like thought about entering into the most holy place boldly and seeking help in my time of need, knowing that he'll give it like, you know, just that little bit right there of just thinking about it rather than just following a list. Oh, changes the way I pray. It changes what I get out of it. Life giving. How many times did Jesus talk about belief and faith? He really does want us to believe him when we come to him in prayer. And just because you have a regular prayer routine doesn't mean you should believe him any less, right? I mean, and if we're honest, sometimes we do because it's a routine. Anything that becomes too routine, we're not really thinking about it anymore. You don't have to think about your route that you drive to work. It's routine. 
You don't have to think about, you know, do you have to concentrate as you brush your teeth at night when you're getting ready to go to bed? No, you don't want to brush your teeth. You're thinking about other stuff. Well, our prayer time, anything that becomes routine um, is routine. So our prayer time, let's get out of the routine in the sense of we just automatically are doing it and get excited again. Sometimes I miss, I'm not fully taking advantage of God's promises for that reason alone, because I'm doing what I always do. Doesn't mean I don't pray fervently, but it's never a bad thing for me to stop and say, oh, who am I praying to? Where do I get to enter? The throne room of grace boldly? Wow, I get to make my requests known directly to God? Wow. The blood of Jesus had given me benefits. That, and quite frankly, I think of it this way. Now, this might be strange to you, but I think of when I pass through the blood of Jesus to enter into my prayer time in the throne room, you know, I just look at it and I think, I'm not sure Satan wants to go through the blood of Jesus to come after me right now. He does not like the blood. The blood of Jesus has undone everything Satan has worked so hard to get done to establish. It conquers it all. It defeats it all. He's a defeated foe because of the blood of Jesus. And when you, when you look at the tenses and the Greek words in the New Testament talking about the blood of Jesus, it is present tense. And it literally means it runs as hot and fresh right now as it did when he hung on the cross. Satan will not come through that. I really believe that. And so just for me making note of that is like, oh, I get excited. I'm going to the place where Satan can't come when I enter into the most holy place. So I want to get there. You know what I mean? And it's okay to linger there. I'm not standing off in a corner hiding and thinking I better slip out. I'm not welcome here. I'm a dear daughter. I'm a dear sister. I'm welcome here. And so are you. So are you. So um, enter boldly. Enter boldly. Why? Because that adverb was put there by the Lord. If he didn't want that in his word, it wouldn't be in his word. You do it because he said to do it. Get your boldness on. Get your boldness on when you go into your prayer closet. Maybe you call it your war room. You know, I love that. Let's do war. Let's do battle. Prayer is battle. Let's make war and let's win. Let's procure um, victories because Jesus won the ultimate victory. Go into your prayer closet, war room, whether you sit down with your prayer journal, praying in your small group with your spouse. Maybe you pray on your drive to work in the morning. Just get your boldness on. Be bold. God says it. God says it. Or I would never, ever dream of saying, telling you to do something as audacious as this. I, I, this is not a man's construct. That's a dangerous thing. I say this because God said it. So um, get bold when you enter his presence to pray. And please enter his presence to pray today. What needs do you have right now? And are you boldly entering the most holy place of your father and expressing those needs to him with confidence and trust that he will hear you and he will answer you? Take your every need to your good father and be please be bold about it. Take every need you have to your good father and be bold about it. You walk on in there, my friend, and you pray your prayers with love and with adoration and trust in your God, uh, you know, and your love and adoration and trust in him are going to get bigger and bigger and increase more and more because you stand praying with boldness. Don't believe me? Try it. Try it. My acting boldly in my prayer time does not limit or shrink my grasp of God's holiness, of his power, of his sovereignty, his perfection, his utter perfection in all that he does. No, the opposite happens when I boldly enter his throne room, the most holy place. When I enter under the blood of Jesus into the most holy place, I better 
grasp his holiness. If I am there in the most holy place, I will, of course, better understand how holy my God actually is. And thus, I will pray bigger, bolder prayers, because a holy God can't do otherwise than answer prayers out of his justice. He's a God of justice, out of his mercy. Our God is mercy in his power. Oh, he's got all the power. And in his righteousness, he is perfectly righteous always. I see more clearly how holy our God is, and I expect him to move and act out of that holiness. So I pray better. I pray better. I pray more boldly. Prayers that are more holy. Prayers that honor God more. I will leave the most holy place with a more tender heart. I will love people better. I will trust God more with every circumstance and situation. And that leads to a lot less striving in my own strength. Thank you, Jesus, for the less striving days. I'm so grateful for those. I will be different because I have been in the life-giving place. Okay, aren't these two verses from Hebrews just fantastic? I mean, and just think, this is all for you. These are your promises. This is for you. Can I encourage you today to spend some time praying boldly and see if it just doesn't bless you abundantly? Like, just really, I just want to encourage you, get after the work of praying boldly. Even if you only got 10 minutes today, at some point, even if it's just before you go to bed, Just when you go to brush your teeth before you go to bed, shut the door. Spend 10 extra minutes just talking to God. Nobody's going to mind. Nobody's going to care. If somebody's pounding on the door, you can tell them, hang on. You know, I mean, you're in the bathroom. Just find the 10 minutes. Grab it and spend it like praying the way Hebrews 10, 19 through 20 tells you to pray. Thank you so much for being here today. I really, I'm so thankful I mean, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I am so thankful for every download, every listener. Um, it's incredible. I have people who listen in Israel, uh, France, um, Canada, Russia, a fair number of downloads from Russia. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm so glad to, I can't really meet you via a podcast, but to kind of know you, you know, thank you for being here. I'm thankful, thankful, thankful for you. And you are prayed for. I pray for every download and every listen. I really do. I pray for you because there's somebody on the other side of it. And if I can't pray for them, um, something's broken in me. So you have been prayed for. If nobody else has prayed for you today, I have. You've been prayed for. Okay. I have a couple of things to mention here real quick. First, I'm participating. Okay. This is, this is important. Please don't zone out here. I am participating in a Christmas blessing giveaway this year. It is November of 2021 right now. So we're getting close to December. Um, there are a group of us who are joining forces for a cash giveaway this December. So be on the lookout for more details. And also, would you pray that we can reach or maybe even exceed a goal? We want to give a total of $1,000 to one person. So would you pray for that amount or even more? Um, that would be that just pray for that. That's really what we want to do. So watch for details because it's not like a Um, it'll be a giveaway open to anybody. And also thing number two, I get to guest host on another podcast in December. And I'm really excited about this one. This is like a blessing heaped upon a blessing. Um, I'm going to share a Christmas devotional on that, um, on that podcast. So, um, and then I'm going to do kind of a steal from the vault at one of her older episodes And uh, I get to do the intro and outro and kind of talk a little bit about why I love that episode. So um, keep your ears peeled. 
not your eyes peeled, your ears peeled. Get it? Very witty, Jan. It's a podcast. They can't see you, so they got to keep their ears peeled, not their eyes. Um, info about those two things are coming soon. And last thing, I mentioned earlier that this episode is sponsored by my upcoming YouTube channel. One of the topics that gets a lot of searches on YouTube, because basically YouTube's a search engine, right? Uh, one thing that gets like huge results is people are searching for God's promises. Can you believe that? Isn't that awesome that people are searching to learn more about what God has promised in the Bible? I love that. I love that. So when I started hearing about these stats and things, it was like the Lord just kept putting on my heart to start sharing about God's promises on YouTube too. So dun, dun, dun. Yes, um, I'm going to. Well, my channel is up. Um, I'm hoping in the next week to get my first four videos up and, um, Oh, I'm excited. I'm hoping to have it fully launched sometime before November 15th. So if you think of it, pray that happens. It's a lot of work. Always a steep learning curve for me when there's new tech stuff to learn and things. But um, I figure it can't be harder than starting a podcast. Definitely not going to be harder than this. And this is um, gets easier every time I do it. So I'm thinking YouTube will be the same. I'm excited about that topic because I love God's word and I love that people are looking for God's promises. So, and that's kind of my jam, you know, that's what gets me up in the morning, so to speak. All right. So, um, and this podcast is not going anywhere. This is my baby and I love this show. So don't worry. Nothing is changing with the Burt Not Ernie show. Just like adding another outlet. Um, it won't be a copy and paste of these episodes. It will be like, I'm going to start with 10 minute videos about God's promises um, and it's not just going to be, if this is episode 81, then episode, you know, then video number one on YouTube is the same content. It won't be that. It's something different. So, um, and you know, if I can get to a thousand subscribers, I really want to add a community tab to my channel because that's, I've heard that's a way to like connect better and have like just more of that connection with people on YouTube, which if this is what people are searching for, I'd love to be able to encourage them with that. So, um, <coughs> excuse me, please pray that I can get to a thousand subscribers so that I can have that just like that connection. People are hungry for the word of God. And so um, if I have the ability, if you have the ability, let's share it with them and be encouraged that there are people who are searching. Sometimes we feel like the world is like it's, it's hardened, but you know what? I don't think it's as hard as we think it is. Jesus is working. The Holy Spirit is on the move. So um, let's see. Okay. And that will be called, um, my, it will be, um, the, gosh, how can I not remember what it's called? I think it's called the promises of God for you. God's promises for you with Jan Elbert. Isn't that terrible? I don't even, I don't even know how to promote myself because I literally can't remember the name of my upcoming YouTube show. Um, but I will share a link about it. I'm dropping this for you here because I'm so excited and I hope that you will consider becoming a subscriber when the YouTube channel drops and when I remember the name of my own YouTube channel. Oh my. Okay. That is it for my announcements. And um, boldly today, boldly enter the most holy place, God's throne room of grace, where you can obtain help and mercy for your time of need. Get on in there. Remember the power of the blood of Jesus that was shed for you. Pray big and let God. Allow God to bless you with all the life-giving blessings that he wants to, because he does want to. Okay, it's a lot, so make some room. You know, get some space available for the blessings God wants to give you. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Um, I'll be back next time for episode 82. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. 
I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.